Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, September 2nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Federal and state health officials unveiled a national 988 helpline earlier this year. It connects people in mental health distress to local crisis call centers. But the future of the service is not guaranteed. It's been a fear of mine how how we can make this a sustainable effort um, and keep this going long term. That has kept me up at night pretty much since I started at the state. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports on the system, which is already seeing a surge in calls. St. Louis is receiving a $25 million grant to boost advanced manufacturing in the region. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports it's among 21 areas in the country to win a federal Build Back Better regional challenge grant. The funding will go to several organizations focused on growing advanced manufacturing within the regional economy. This includes new assets like the Advanced Manufacturing Innovation Center and also local organizations already working to bring more minorities and women into the sector. Leslie Gill is the president of Rung for Women, which will get $1 million from this grant. It will allow us to connect more women to training organizations and training partners And more importantly, it will allow us to have them be prepared for these new opportunities in advanced manufacturing. Gill says she expects this industry will grow rapidly because it supplies complex and often small components for many other companies. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. The region's planning agency is supporting an effort to make area roads safer for walkers and bikers. The massive infrastructure funding bill Congress approved this year includes $5 billion to improve pedestrian safety. The East-West Gateway Council of Governments is applying for a grant to help develop a strategy to eventually get deaths and serious injuries to zero. The council's transportation planning coordinator, Anna Musel, says for years the agency has set a goal of reducing pedestrian deaths and serious injuries by 2%. As you can see, we have yet to hit a 2% reduction. In fact, we're going in the opposite direction. A comprehensive safety plan would allow the region to access more federal funding. The council's board is promising to use local funds to match the grant if it's awarded. The St. Louis County Animal Shelter plans to kill animals deemed too dangerous to adopt. A former animal population manager for the county says that is a sign the shelter's employees are not doing their jobs properly. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. Mandy Zatorski worked at the shelter for one year. She says shelter employees euthanize animals who may be too vicious or have a bite history. But she says this could be avoided if employees conduct proper animal assessments. The Post-Dispatch has reported that the shelter will euthanize more problem animals. Zatorski says some aggressive animals are just scared and need exercise and rehabilitation. What I and several other staff saw when we were there is if you do your job and do it correctly, You can have lower numbers, you can have rescues pulling, and you can have no-kill status. Zatorski says she hopes the county's new shelter operations manager, the Animal Protective Association of Missouri, will reduce overcrowding. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis Public Schools is resuming some bus routes it suspended because of a driver shortage. The district says about a third of high school students who lost their routes will have transportation again. But students at two magnet elementary schools, Mallinckrodt Academy and Betty Wheeler Classical Junior Academy, still will not have buses. 
St. Louis Public Schools is providing metro cards or weekly gas cards for some families who have lost transportation. Service will resume for the select students on Tuesday. The first match in St. Louis's new soccer stadium will be September 18th. The development team, St. Louis City 2, will take on a similar squad from Kansas City. Only season ticket holders for the city's expansion MLS team will be able to purchase tickets for the inaugural game at Centene Stadium, and only the lower bowl will be open. St. Louis City SC will start playing next year. Missouri health officials debuted the 988 helpline this summer for people in mental health crises. It's designed as a 911 for mental health that connects to a statewide network of workers. Missouri experienced a 30% increase in callers to crisis helplines after the helpline was introduced. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, some are concerned about the long-term future of the service. You have reached the 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. When someone calls 988, this is the first thing they hear. Please remain on the line while we route your call to the nearest crisis center in our network. Before this summer, callers could dial a 10-digit number to reach the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Now, 988 routes callers to dozens of organizations around the country based on the caller's area code. If you're in eastern Missouri, you may end up talking to crisis intervention clinician Jennifer Brown. Many people are are simply calling because they don't know what to do with those feelings, with the energy that they're experiencing inside of their bodies, and really are looking for hope. Lots of people have been calling 988 since the federal government rolled it out nationwide in mid-July. Brown answers calls for behavioral health response, the crisis response line for Eastern Missouri and St. Louis. I really want them to feel a connection when they call in. Advocates of 988 say the easy-to-remember number will connect more people to professionals like Brown when they need it the most. But the hotline's overhaul means crisis response organizations need more workers and money to pay them. Advocates are concerned about whether funding and staffing for what they say is a vital service is sustainable. It's been a fear of mine how, how we can make this a sustainable effort um, and keep this going long-term. That has kept me up at night pretty much since I started at the state, and I was I was hired for this, this role. Casey Muckler is the 988 state lead for the Missouri Department of Mental Health. She says the state expects a huge surge in callers as more people learn about the new number. We will receive approximately 172,000 calls in the first year alone. And that doesn't even include text and chat or follow-up contacts or any diverted volume from 911. To put that in perspective, that's more than four times the number of calls that Missouri Suicide Prevention Lifeline Networks received in 2020. Muckler says to absorb that new volume, the state's response organizations will probably need to hire dozens more people, which costs a lot of money. Even though the hotline was a national initiative, the federal government isn't providing full funding for it. It's really up to the state to fund 988 at the state level. Missouri has around $16 million from state and grant funding to support calls for the first fiscal year of 988. But it's not tied to legislation, and the line doesn't have a guaranteed funding source for years to come. Backers of 988, like Muckler and Behavioral Health Response Director Bart Andrews, say once state officials see how effective the service is, they'll jump at funding it in the long run. 
And there's going to be a huge um, hiring um, binge across the entire state of Missouri. Missouri will be in excellent shape for 988 by end of October, early November in terms of capacity. Andrew says BHR plans to hire about 60 new staffers to meet the expected load. But even with influxes in funding, recruiting and training people to work a specialized and what's sometimes a traumatic and taxing job is a big task. Andrew says that's why the state and many others around the country changed the qualifications to work the line. We used to only hire master's level clinicians, right? We're never going to have enough master level clinicians to handle the capacity that we really need, the volume that's going to be coming in. He says being good at this job is less about education and more about experience and training. Clinicians here at BHR, they have to uh, have three weeks of training before even take their first test call. Andrew says Missouri's answering around 85 percent of its calls right now. He wants to help get the rate into the mid-90s so as many people as possible can reach someone. Brown, the crisis call worker, is ready to help. Oftentimes when people are at their lowest, they need a connection with someone, someone that they can trust and to feel safe. If all goes according to plan, they can trust there will always be a beating heart on the other end of the line. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. Our David Casares edited that report. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. No podcast Monday. We are out for Labor Day. This daily extravaganza returns Tuesday. I'm Wayne Pratt. Have a great weekend. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.